Hey, I want to welcome you to Impact Live on Facebook, and we are so glad that you joined us. My name is Ken Adams. I'm the uh, uh, director and founder of Impact Ministries. Also get to have the privilege of pastoring Crossroads Church in Noonan, and uh, it is uh, our pleasure to join you every month to talk to you about uh, disciple-making and what does it mean to be a disciple-making church and what does it mean to be a disciple-making pastor. Just kind of all things uh, disciple-making. This month, uh, I'm going to be hosting, and uh, I'm really excited to be able to have uh, joining me this month. This is uh, uh, Ron Kanzler, who is uh, also part of Impact Ministries and his own staff here at Crossroads, and Lance Sumner, who is uh, uh, currently the pastor of a church and is also uh, helps out around our church, hangs out with us a lot. And so we're just all about uh, trying to figure out how do you do uh, disciple-making uh, in a way that, uh, uh, that follows the model of Jesus. And so uh, we're going to have a great discussion today talking about how do you help a sort of an established church transition to becoming what we call a disciple-making church. So if you will, just share uh, share our, our our Facebook Live here, our Impact Live, and uh, invite other people to come and join us real quick. Maybe watch this later on. Go to our website uh, at impactdisciples.com uh, to just be able to find out more about what we're doing here. But let's talk a little bit about this whole idea of how do you take a church uh, from a sort of an established church mm. to a disciple-making church. Mm. And part of the reason why... Uh, I'm hosting and y'all are sharing today is because uh, I planted a church. And so uh, uh, I got here uh, 32 years ago and we were able to start the disciple making mm -hmm. process really from mm -hmm. day one. Yep. You guys, on the other hand, have both been a part of churches where it wasn't going in that direction. Right. It was more established, programmatic uh, type of church. So uh, y'all have had that experience and we want to hear a little bit of that because I'm sure that a lot of our listeners are right where you were. Mm -hmm. So, um, just start us off. What was the, what was the catalyst, I guess, that got you to the point where you said, uh, we need to do something different here. So, Ron, start us off. Yeah. So, um, you know, for me, my journey was just um, started personally, right? That uh, we, I really feel like that uh, the heart of the pastor gets fleshed out through the church, and so. Fortunately, um, I was able to uh, to begin to really think about what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus and then a disciple-making pastor. But stepping into a church that had a lot of uh, tradition and a lot of things that um, um, I guess would uh, would not necessarily be driving the mission of the church, um, I just decided that um, um, that I myself as a pastor was going to make it a, a priority. So I just began to preach and teach and to begin to move the church that way. Uh, from from a big picture scale. So, what about you, Lance? Not to take away from what you said earlier when we were talking, but uh, for me, it was it was the uh, it came to the point personally as the mm. pastor that if if this is what church is about, mm. then what's the point? Mm. Um, it, it, we're not making disciples, and we're doing a lot of good things. Mm. But we're not doing the best things. We're we're yeah. not we're we're we've drifted off mission, and it's. Um, I, I think to a certain extent, uh, the Big C Church has done a. We've, we they focused on uh, teaching us how to do church, mm. not make disciples. Yeah. So mm. that was the heart for me is yeah. 
um, we seeing lives changed and seeing yeah. lives transformed. Yeah. So you just made a comment that's just started my mind spinning mm. here. You said we drifted off mission. Mm. So what that sounds like you're saying is is that one of the very first steps of transitioning a church from an established church to a disciple making church is really just clarifying the mission, mm. getting people back to understanding yeah. what the mission is. So uh, how, how important is that? What would you say? Yeah, so uh, I think, you know, what Lance said is exactly true. You know, going to this church that uh, was very traditional, um, it was less about the style of music. It was less about those things. It was more about a mindset of why does the church really exist? Mm-hmm. What, what should the church produce? Um, and I think Jesus is really clear that we're to go and make disciples. And mm-hmm. so um, it, it is. It's a... Um, it's a it's a philosophy change that happens inside that church. Mm-hmm. You begin to say, you know, what are we really producing here? Are we mm-hmm. at the end of the year, I look back, you know, we did a lot of good things, mm-hmm. but did we really accomplish the mission? Mm-hmm. So you, you you made a statement there. It was really good. You talked about you talked about is not so much about the style of music. So let let's let's unpack this a little bit. Yeah. So so when we say we're helping go from an established church mm-hmm. to a disciple making church. We're not just talking about uh, we're not just talking about style, mm-hmm. and we're not just talking about uh, we're not just talking about being a modern contemporary church. Mm-hmm. We're talking about more than that, right? Right. Yes. I mean, it's for me. It's uh, you know, it, in seminary, you, you're taught to, uh, in leadership class. To, you have to come up with a mission statement. Mm. And everything, and and the mission statement's already been defined. Mm. It's 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 Matthew twenty eight, and he tells us to go and make disciples. But the, what's missed is that in all the genre that we have going on uh, throughout the the big C church and and resources that you have, many people define try to define what a disciple looks like instead of actually going to the source to see what the disciple looks like. Mm-hmm. And so that's everybody, if you ask the entire congregation, what does a disciple look like? If we're to make a disciple, what does a disciple look like? Yeah. You'll get a bunch of different answers. Right. And it gets back to the mentality. And it's, it's not, it, when I grew up in the church, and I grew up in a traditional church, we had a discipleship hour, mm. discipleship training mm. at five o'clock before the evening service. Yep. And the problem with that is that it, it was another program. Right. Really, discipling is supposed to be everything that we're about. Mm-hmm. It encompasses everything. Mm-hmm. It's not another program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's everything we're about. So it's really helping lead the church from a sort of a program mindset to more of a process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that process would be how do you lead people yeah. from really the whole church, leading people from yeah. uh, untrained seekers yes. to becoming fully yeah. trained disciples. Yeah. So to try to make this really uh, practical and giving some of our viewers mm. a lot of really nuts and bolts. Yeah. So, you know, you were in a church that was very... Uh, established and you've been in a church the same way so if if you're the pastor out there mm. and you're going man I want our church to be a church on mission right. and a church with the process of Jesus what would be in a in a very practical nuts and bolts yeah. kind of thing what would be one of the maybe two or three steps 
that just get the ball rolling yeah. in that direction. So for me, and I, you know, I, I kind of alluded to this earlier. Um, for me, it comes down to that if you, as the pastor and leader, have not established in your heart that you want to mm-hmm. be a disciple of Jesus and build them, if you're thinking this is just a fix or mm-hmm. another way to make your church grow, um, and you're not fully committed, mm-hmm. when you hit those hard days, and there will be some hard days as you try to convince people uh, or begin to share with people. I would say first establish in your heart you're gonna you're gonna do this no matter what mm-hmm. because that that uh, moral imperative in your life will drive you mm-hmm. but then secondly is uh, you know get some training yeah. Be- begin to establish and figure what yeah. as, as Lance said what does a disciple look like based on the life of Christ and what does the Bible say the church should look like mm-hmm. you know and what is the mm-hmm. the mission because uh, I used to hear a lot when we were going through this process about, you know, the church needs to be in unity. And when we do this, we cause some tension and the church won't be in unity. And I would always say, well, your definition of unity is when everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. When everybody's liking the music or everybody's liking, I said, but the unity that Christ talked about is that we're unified on the mission. And yes. all those other things mm-hmm. kind of work themselves out when we all begin to move in the same direction. Well, and see, to your point, too, with that, I mean, Jesus, I mean, we're, we're to be of the same mind mm-hmm. and the same focus. How can we be of the same mind if we all have different definitions of disciples? Yeah. And going back to the term of unity, uh, God said, you know, at the Tower of Babel in the Old Testament, when man is unified, they can accomplish anything. Well, they were unified in the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the point, getting back on mission. I think it uh, also, a- after it's really in you uh, as the pastor, you have to start investing in the key leaders. Mm-hmm. And, and um, if nothing else, I mean, you're not going to blow up their tradition and blow up everything that uh, uh, pull the mandate off of it. I know COVID has allowed us the opportunity to address Mm -hmm. some things that needed to be addressed more easily, it feels Mm -hmm. like. But at the same time, it's actually investing in the key leaders and the influencers of of the church to to getting back on mission and getting about uh, what we're supposed to be about. Yeah, yeah. And and so if you have somebody that is a a key influencer, a key leader that is really sort of a, a, a hesitant or a late responder. So how do you navigate that? What, mm-hmm. what do you do to, uh, to, to get people to buy in to that kind of change? Yeah, so I would say it like this is that, um, that you know, when you first move into this you know, decision you're going to make as a church and you're bringing your key leaders in, you may find some that um, are resistant. And so I would say this is that uh, pray for them, mm-hmm. be patient with them, love them. Uh, they are not the enemy. Mm-hmm. They are a brother in mm-hmm. Christ. And so mm-hmm. um, just just pray that, and know that God is going to either change their heart or going to move them out of the way. Yeah. But I would say keep moving and find that person of peace. Sometimes it's the person you think it is and sometimes mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I would say this, you know, you sometimes this movement grows from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Start a group. Start making mm-hmm. disciples, mm-hmm. and I think that's a, where it actually starts with a tr- with uh, the difference between a traditional and a church plant is actually you. Uh, we use the term of the funnel. We, we got to flip the funnel upside down for a little bit. We got to start by developing a core mm-hmm. that understand the mission and have been discipled. Because if you ask truly, I had one lady, uh, one of the older ladies of the church. 
she said uh, she used to teach Sunday school class, and uh, we've gone to small groups and impact groups, and and she said, I just don't see where I fit in. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, but here you've confessed to me that you've never been discipled. So we're in week two of the impact group. <laughs> How can you know where you fit in if you've never been discipled? Mm-hmm. Give it time. Mm-hmm. You're going to see how you you can become a Titus two woman, mm-hmm. and invest in the and, and disciple other women that are coming up into the church after you. I, I think that's great, Lance. That's good. And the way the way you, uh, you know, encouraged her and shared with her to to embrace what God's words telling us to do. That mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic. And yeah. and um, that's where I think a lot of guys probably probably miss out. And Reality is maybe not everybody is going to come along with right. you. Mm-hmm. And maybe not everybody is going to embrace that. Which, in a, in a, in a sense, as I'm sitting here saying, I'm thinking, you know, how sad is that? Mm-hmm. You know, how sad is that? I mean, it would be like that would be like, you know, uh, arguing at a uh, a Chick Fil A about whether or not you're going to do chicken sandwiches or not. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that 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 conversation never ever yeah. even occurs because right. because they haven't strayed from the mission. Mm-hmm. They haven't. We're, we're in essence, we're just trying to get churches back to what we ought to be doing all mm. along, and um, which is uh, which is a whole other discussion. That how did we get in this mess to begin <laughs> with? But uh, but anyway, so uh, so yeah, so good steps. Uh, uh, what else can you say as far as uh, you know? I like I like the way you put it. We don't have to blow the church up. So so what you don't need to do is to go in there and say mm. we're going to change everything and right. and make a lot of radical. You just have to. Yeah. You just have to start the process, right? Well, yeah, I, I, we, we, me and you were talking um, earlier about the church needs to actually, sometimes the hardest thing for a church to do is actually have a funeral yeah. uh, for a yeah. program. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. But when you actually show the church what is working, what isn't working, mm-hmm. and the direction we need to go, you, you lovingly get, we're to lovingly guide them, mm-hmm. uh, and and sometimes reaching out is or that that leader who's having heartburn with different things is is that reminding them of, and and one on one loving them where they're at. Mm-hmm. What is the actual mission? Uh, the mission ain't just to 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 do church and go home. Mm-hmm. It's to actually make disciples. And truth be told. One hour a week or two hours a week is not making disciples. Um, we we need to get people into God's Word to actually learn God's Word and have God transform them more so than, you know, we're not going to celebrate when I get to heaven. God's going to like, hey, I, God, didn't you see my sermons? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't, yeah. They weren't, they weren't that great. Wasn't what you thought it was. Yeah. Huh? So you know, Ron, you you commented and made a statement about uh, you know um, how it's important to, to to learn. It's important to grow. Mm-hmm. And actually, one of the things we're doing at Impact is we're trying yeah. to create resources to help people mm-hmm. so that they they do have a chance to uh, learn what it means to be a disciple making church. Right. And look at the model of Jesus as the example. Right. And so uh, so I think. Uh, our disciple making church seminar is a great way to do that. We yes. even try to come in and do a consulting process with churches and help yes. them figure out how to do that, which is a great way to bring in key leaders from mm-hmm. your church 
to hear what you're trying to do, whether yep. it's deacons or Sunday school teachers or small group leaders or yep. elders, whatever the case may be, and you try to get those key leaders to have buy-in, and then you sort of slowly begin to model it and mm-hmm. to do it and live it out, and then it catches on, and the next thing you know is that everybody begins to say, you know what, this is working. Mm-hmm. We see lives being transformed. Mm-hmm. We see more people being reached for the gospel. And then when you start to see the results, mm-hmm. it's a whole lot easier to get people to understand mm-hmm. why you're doing this. Yeah. There's something you were going to add in there. Oh, yeah, I was just going to, uh, when, when you start looking at this, one thing that I, I the Disciple Making Church Seminar is, uh, that, uh, that I like about it too, uh, yes, the pastor has has got it he's getting it before it can be established in the church but for the key leaders to actually to to begin to get it sometimes it needs somebody from the outside mm-hmm. to speak the truth into the church too because the pastor thinks it's too or uh, a term that i use is post-traumatic church syndrome you don't know what that deacon has done with an has been through with another pastor yeah so um true. so so it's uh, having someone uh, from uh, more so of uh, not necessarily the word expert, but from a, a resource coming in to speak the truth yeah. that doesn't have skin in the game, doesn't have a dog in the fight. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, to it usually helps the process to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I from time to time I'll meet with pastors like you guys do, and I'll help churches. And so, you know, a lot of it begins by just sort of assessing where you are now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm discovering what it is you need to do differently mm-hmm. yeah. and then getting people on board to uh, to 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 get behind rather right. than resist mm-hmm. those changes because here's the deal is that there are some uh, some things that will have to maybe be eliminated mm-hmm. that you're doing and there's some things that will need to be added that you're not doing mm-hmm. and uh, you know if it you know, it, it it's gonna there's gonna be some resistance because you're leading the church in the way that God wants it to be led, mm-hmm. and the enemy is not gonna like that. The yeah. enemy is yeah. gonna show up and try to stop that from happening. Yeah. So, um, so you know, another thing that we we do at Impact is we do a a, a making of a disciple making pastor group. Mm-hmm. Which, when you said the first thing would be to model it yourself and right. to do it yourself, right? So. Because so many pastors want to transition a church to a disciple-making church, but they've never been discipled, Mm -hmm. uh, this would be a great starting point, wouldn't it? And so we're starting those groups um, on an ongoing basis. And uh, all a person has to do is just get on the list for that. And we could, once we start a new one, uh, they could be a part of one of those groups, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's great advice. Um, I mean, just this past week, I met with a pastor and one of their head deacons, and and they are uh, ready to take that next step. We did the mm-hmm. console with them, mm-hmm. and what really grabbed them, maybe it might grab some of you, is that uh, they 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 know where they need to go. They just don't know how to get there, mm-hmm. yeah. and they know that Jesus has mm-hmm. called them to be a disciple making church. Um, but one of the things we can help do is to walk them through the strategy of Jesus and what does that look like in modern day church. Mm. And, and it doesn't have to look like crossroads. It, look like, it just needs to look like uh, Jesus mm-hmm. and how he did it inside their church. And so yeah. like disciple making pastor, you know, one of the very first things we talk about is how do you as a pastor lead toward the mission? Mm-hmm. That's so crucial. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a great point when you mentioned it. It it doesn't need to look like any particular church because that's again that goes back to style. Mm-hmm. And so we're not talking about changing the style. Mm-hmm. You may or may not want to do that. What we're talking about is changing the focus, mm-hmm. making sure making sure that the target is right, making sure that the strategy is right, mm-hmm. making sure that the environments are right, yep. and raising up leaders in the right way. Yep. And the reason that that works in every church, in every nation, mm. and in every generation is because it is all based on the way Jesus did it. Mm-hmm. And good. so what I believe is, is that when you follow his model, you're going to end up in the right place. Yes, absolutely. And so uh, so anyway, guys, uh, we're running out of time here. It's been a great discussion. Uh, I think both of you guys would be available to connect with guys, to meet with guys that are trying to figure out how to make this transition happen. I'm available as well. One of the things I would really recommend is a, uh, a resource that we've developed here uh, called 30 Days to a Disciple-Making Church. Uh, we've got... We've got this is a, a short little 30-day resource that uh, I know a lot of churches where their pastors are taking their staff or key leaders uh, through a small group discussion. This is definitely a resource that gets the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Something you can do. It really uh, even, did for me. Yeah, there you go. And it's something you could do even before uh, mm-hmm. you do a consultation mm-hmm. and you start you just you, you get people thinking about it, right? What, what I actually did, and I know we're running out of time, but before we did the Disciple Making Church Seminar, I, I got uh, 10 of those and put them with my key leaders. Oh, wow. And just asked them to, to, to I wasn't going to put any more on them. I said, it's a th- treat it as a 30-day devotional of getting mm. us getting back on mission. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, come talk to them. And we're going to set aside and talk to each one about yeah. And it they were prepared to receive yeah. the Disciple Making Church mm-hmm. Seminar after going through that. Yeah. That's good. Well, thank you guys for sharing. I think the two takeaways that we want to leave with are, number one, is that a church, established church, can be transitioned. It literally can. You guys are proof of that. And then number two is that it should be transitioned. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we say this all the time here, that Jesus started the church the way he wanted it. And now he wants it the way he started, the way started. He started it. <laughs> and so uh, thanks for joining us again this month. Uh, we're coming to you every month. Again, um, go to our website, uh, impactdisciples.com. We've got lots of videos. We've got tons of free resources that you can download that will help get you started. Uh, we have a, a, a blog every week that will also kind of keep fueling this process of Uh, getting your church to becoming a disciple-making church. So, again, thank you guys for being here. Thank you all for joining us. And uh, share this as much as you can. And we'll see you again next month.